a week off the uh, Selection Show podcast for the uh, NH Sports page, uh, for Cosby and Marie. We're back to football, just because of Dave Haley. And we've got a playoff preview podcast, and it's brought to you uh, by the Lynx at Outlook. Listen, there's still it's, it's going to be sunny. There's a few days to get some golf in, so get it while you can before it's 900 degrees below zero. And uh, they're a great sponsor, and they're a, a great place to play, play golf. I've played there. Uh, Dave, you play there a bunch, right? Yeah, I hold my tournament there. I think at this point, maybe with the Inks, the links and outlook, I think maybe just uh, looking at wedding. You know, no, if you're, if you're get planning out. your wedding, get that last no, eighteen in. Golf. Get it in. You do it Scottish yeah, style. I played, with nine layers on. I played with Mike Lynch and the legendary Kevin Zinka uh, ten days ago over at the Links Outlook. So yes, you can still get a little bit of golf. I, I birdied one hole. That's all I want. Look at you. That's the only highlight I had. <laughs> all right. So, so the brackets are out and. This, not only do I want to, so what we're going to do is we're going to set ourselves up for, I'm not doing the math on this, so wait, playoff teams, two, four, six, eight, 12, seven. so we're going to have eight, 16, 24, 28 playoff teams, so we are going to set ourselves up for 24 teams to scream and yell that we don't believe in them and you disrespected us and yes. you're sleeping on us. So yeah. we're, and the four teams that we pick, to win and eventually be the champions in Laconia for Division Four and at UNH in three weeks for the other three divisions, we'll never mention not even one time that we picked them two weeks earlier. That's well, not that's true. Why are we doing this again? I don't know, because we like to get yelled at. That's why we, yeah. we yell at each other all the time. Sometimes we like other people to yell at us, right? True. I feel like we need it, though. <laughs> I don't know if every other person needs to be yelling at us. We, we yell at each other enough. So we're going to try. You usually do this on in your top ten. Uh, which I we did not, Jen. And I did not make the top ten this week. Uh, at least you have really. At least you haven't cried about it. That's I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> whatever you can talk about, you know, a West team that gives up forty two points, giving up forty five points. Then I mean, I think you got to get that in the top ten, squeezing in there. But um, no, we. Uh, I can feel thing. my toes and, and fingers again, so I'm ready to move on and to uh, to pick every one of these games. I'm interested. So I was glad that you were holding this for the podcast. I'm interested to hear what you think. We should also mention. A uh, couple things real quick. Um, I believe, uh, as long as we can get space in the press box, I believe the game that we are covering this weekend is going to be Merrimack against Nashua North uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Pete Terrier will be in the house uh, covering that game. We have two videographers who are unavailable this weekend, but we're able to squeeze the game. We'll be covering two games next weekend, including uh, the Division Four championship game. Uh, we should be able to cover that one Saturday night in Laconia. And then we will be at UNH, as we always are, for all three championship games. And we'll be on the field with the entire winning team of all of these games that we cover uh, for the next three weeks, which we never take for granted and are very excited about. And then after the season, uh, we have a new voter. It's you and I and Pete Terry voting on Coach and Player of the Year top three. Yeah, we reveal our ballot in each division and then comments about it. Jennifer Chick-Ruth has joined the voting panel to bring a little bit of uh, intelligence uh, to the proceedings. A little, so, little class to the party. little class and elegance to it. So uh, we'll be voting on our player of the year, uh, tabulating the votes and kind of open ballots for everyone to see and uh, uh, more reason to, uh, to to get angry at it let, before let, we had the basketball. Let me ask you this. Did you do this just so she and Ty Vico can get in another fight if she doesn't vote him player of the year? Because I feel like you're stoking I, that fire. I know. I found out today. <laughs> I had to go back. I had to do a, like basically a recount because when, from the stats that I got all season long, Ty Victo. I texted you this yesterday. 
lost the passing yardage title of that substitute title in Division One by one yard of oh. Cody Potter of Wyndham. So I went, we went back. I, I reached out to Eric Kumba uh, at, and, Ty, and, uh, and Billy Raycraft at Wyndham. Eric Kumba is the offensive coordinator at Dover, friend of ours. And um, it, we, I found out after the revote that Cody Potter is indeed going to be the winner for the passing title with Ty Vicko, I think like 20 yards behind Oh, so, so it would be a 20 yards. Well, that's bad. I'd rather lose it was by like 20 than Bush one. Bush in Florida, yeah. We just had to keep doing recalculations until <laughs> we, we figured out it was right. All right, so let's start with Division One. Uh, the brackets are out. And uh, with, in the East-South bracket, you start with the Londonderry-Pickerton matchup, which I said, with no disrespect to Winnicott and Salem, was probably the uh, the tastiest game uh, in Division One of the weekend. At They're least I thought. Tasty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, Londonderry gets the one seed. Here's your reward. It's your daddy, Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I said that on the radio show with Pete on Saturday that I said just strictly like Vegas odds, you know, uh, what would they have it? And I and he said Pinkerton by, I think he said four and a half, maybe five points. So my point was just that Pinkerton's a favorite. They're the favorite as the four seed going into Londonderry. Um, I'm going to go with Londonderry. I'm going to go with Londonderry winning this football game. I'm going to go with them. Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time for, you know, Scott Farkas was, was beating up on everyone in that school until Ralphie had had enough in A Christmas Story and just pummeled Scott Farkas. I do not think Lendary is going to pummel Pinkerton, but, uh, and certainly they beat him. We covered the game earlier this season uh, where Pinkerton handled them pretty easily. Um, but I'm going to go with Londonderry at home on Saturday afternoon, beating Pinkerton, upsetting number four seed Pinkerton. All right. As much as I hate to agree with you, I'm going to go the same way, Dave. I'm going to, I'll give you a scroll. I'll say Londonderry 31, Pinkerton uh, 28. Maybe some last. Oh, you're doing scores. I like it. That's I like what I, I always do. My way too specific so that people can really scream at me. Like, oh, you think we're going to lose by 14? It's like, That's well, good. So uh, yeah, I think Londonderry they've uh, they've they've gotten better as the season goes on. I, I uh, goes on. Whenever you have to like get over the hump with your rival, you always know it, it's going to be a close one. So uh, that's why I got the three point score there. Okay, I like Londonderry as well. All right, here, oh here's what I want you to do if you can. Uh, right when when this is over, while it's going on, whatever, write out your bracket. I'll I'll send you pictures of uh, of my brackets, and then you can tweet them out so people can really have fun and yell at us. That'll be the best. Okay. All right. All right, let's make them listen to the podcast first. But yes, we'll, yes. we'll send them all out, and then we can get yelled at. Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna get yelled at regardless. I mean, right. I, you know, I got kids writing where I had them preseason ranked at basketball on their sneakers last year. So I mean, <laughs> it's just, I'm used to getting yelled at. Yeah. All right, so Winnicott at home against Salem. What do you like in that one? I'm gonna go with uh, with the Warriors here. I know Salem won the first one. Uh, it, really, for me, this comes down to where the game's being played. It's just because Winnicott's at home. Uh, you know, they're the, the defending champs, and that was a three-point game, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Salem yeah. first time, right? It was a shootout. Uh, I think this. Uh, I think I think you're going to see another shootout, but I'm going to predict uh, Winnicott to win this one. Uh, Twenty. Well, not quite a shootout. Twenty-seven to twenty-four. Another close game, but uh, Winnicott squeaks by. All right, I'm going with Salem this one, and I'm not overreacting to Winnicott losing to Pinkerton because. They really didn't have anything to play for. I thought Winnicott would try to – I'm sure they were trying to win that game, but really kind of needed to win that game to prove themselves because Winnicott's best win of the season is over Wyndham on opening day, mm-hmm. um, and their second-best win of the season is against Exeter. Uh, I guess you'd say their third is against Dover, but they don't have the quality wins. Uh, they had a bunch of them last year leading up to the championship. Winnicott's championship run last year has kind of reminded me of the Red Sox this year. 
where at the end you're like, oh, they were really good the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah, they are always really good. Um, I'm going with Salem. Um, I think Salem's going to go in there and beat them in a very close game uh, right down the road for me on Saturday afternoon. So I'm going with Salem in that one. All right. Do you want to you want to go down the bracket or do you want to finish off yeah, this Yeah, let's half? go down the bracket. Okay. I, so, so I've already given you I, – I enjoy your top ten. You do an unbelievably – and I'm not usually just like this nice to you and, and authentic true. about it. But I think your top tens are fantastic every week. I really enjoy them and look forward to them through the basketball season. I will disagree with you that I, you think Goffstown's got a fighting chance against Bedford. No offense to the fighting terriers of Goffstown High School, but I don't think that they've got really much of a chance against Bedford. I'm going with Bedford. It was posed as a question. There was a question mark there. Uh, just you know, I'm answering the question. It's kind of listen, uh, and, and no disrespect to Bedford, it's kind of boring to talk about how they just murder people every week. Just, no, I understand that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yeah, Bedford's still a wagon. I'm going to pick Bedford as well. I do not have the guts to call for the upset. Uh, if Goffstown does somehow, some way, figure out a way to pull off an upset, I will take full credit. But I'm not going to. I don't have the guts to, sure. to call for the upset. Uh, I will say Bedford wins. I do think it's a little closer than you might think. Uh, I'll say Bedford. Uh, 35 Goffstown 21, which is probably closer than anybody's been uh, to, to Bedford this season. But, uh, yeah, I'll take Bedford okay. to win by two touchdowns, which Bedford will take as disrespect, right? <laughs> yeah. We won't – well, we won't – I have a very strong relationship with Bedford in, in football and, and basketball, especially I, basketball, as you know. So, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> any problems <laughs> with Bedford? Um. Next one is the hardest game to call for me, um, and I, it's still a toss-up. Uh, and hopefully, this is the game that we're covering Merrimack against National North. Um, I'm going to go with Merrimack. I just think, but I, I absolutely think National North can win this game. I think this is a, a late field goal or a late, you know, fourth down conversion in the red zone. You know, not you know. It, it stopped. You know, like a, a late stop. Right. I think the team that loses this game is going to have a chance to win it in the last, you know, three, four minutes of the game. I'm going to go with Merrimack, but boy, oh boy. I mean, this I think this thing's dead even. If I was doing odds on this thing, I listen to many Cousin Sal, Bill Simmons' podcast. I'd go, you know, Merrimack by two at home, two and a half. Okay, yeah, that sounds fair. And uh, I'm, I'm also going to go with Merrimack, uh, basically because they're the home team. And I think National North is a really good team. Yeah. Uh, it can easily win uh, win the football game, but uh, I just you know I, I like high school teams at home. I know Pete said there's no home field advantage. I couldn't disagree with anybody more. I was listening to the uh, uh, in Philadelphia. I was listening to your to the uh, radio show live last yeah. week, and I was like, what 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 the heck is Pete Her- Terrier talking about? Uh, I've never agreed with that. He sort of has been on that hill for a long time, and I don't. I respectfully disagree. He certainly knows what he's talking about, but I disagree. I mean, I think. I think if this game was at it was at it was in Nashua, no, I'm guilty. If this was at Stellos <laughs> at Nashua North, I'd take Nashua North sure. in this game. So I do think the home field has a huge difference. And if Salem's playing Winnicott at home, I, I'd have you know I wouldn't even pause to take Salem. I'm taking them anyway, but right, I think it's a huge difference. Yeah, I'll take Merrimack. Uh, kind of a low scoring game. I'll say Merrimack twenty, Nashua North uh, sixteen. Uh, so they cover okay. your spread there, Dave. But uh, Merrimack All advances. Right. So in my, we have different next games, but just for me, I'm taking Salem over Londonderry. I'm taking Salem. I'm picking Salem to get to Durham. I'm taking them wow. on the road in a rematch of a game. I think we covered in week two, a really fun game. 
uh, that Pete and uh, I think Nicole covered. I mean, no, it was, you know, it was Jen. It was Jen and uh, and Pete covered for us, and we too. We we had really good luck again this year with the games we covered. I'm taking Salem over Londonderry and Salem to advance. All right, and I had Londonderry versus Winnicott. I'm going to take the Lancers in that yep. one, even though I believe the game would be – where would that game be? Because uh, it would be in Londonderry, yeah. In Londonderry. Yeah. So so, London, it would be in London. Londonderry has home field. They're the, they're the one right. seed. They have home field advantage all the way through. So I'll say Londonderry 27, Winnicott at 21 is the okay. final there, and the Lancers get to Durham. So we, uh, we disagree okay. there. Okay, so um, we both have Bedford-Merrimack. I'm going Bedford. Uh, they just beat up on Merrimack pretty good. Last game of the season, I think it would be a closer game, um, much closer game. Um, I believe these two may have played a controversial playoff game three years ago. I don't know. Again, I just <laughs> started following high school sports. I just kind of do it to make conversation at the water cooler. But uh, we might have covered that one. I, I think in Merrimack they're still angry about it, but sadly I don't think they're getting their revenge this year against Bedford. So I'm picking Bedford to get to Durham. All right, and uh, I am as well. I say 28-17 uh, over Merrimack. The Bulldogs uh, get back to uh, Wildcats Stadium. And so you have Salem-Bedford. I have Londonary-Bedford. Go ahead, Dave. I got Bedford winning it all. I know that's boring. Um, and I, I know Salem would be a very tough matchup. The thing that coaches say to me about Salem is they do so much misdirection that's really good. And they've got a couple of different guys who really can carry the football and have had big years for them. Um, so, I mean, I'm really impressed with Salem. And uh, I think Rob Pike and his crew over there does such a good job. But I'm going with Bedford uh, to win their second title. Was it in three years, right? They when did they beat Exeter? Was that two years ago? Man, oh man, like years ago. They they won two years ago over Exeter, correct? Yes. So it'll be their second title in three years, making my prediction uh, about eight years ago when I was golfing, and some guy from Pinkerton said, "Who are going to be the teams?" And I said, <laughs> "Bedford, Pinkerton, Exeter for the next right. twenty years." Exactly. There you go. Yeah, and I'll take Bedford as well. I'll say they beat Londonary 27-20. It gets closer as it goes along for Bedford just because the nerves of the kids, you know, you know how that works. Yeah. The further you get. Uh, 27-20, valiant effort by Londonary, but Bedford I also have as your Division One state champs. So there you go. There's All D1. Right. There's one. Now we're on to, uh, to, to me, the most the, the most interesting. This is – I'm going to be completely shocked if you and I have more than, like, three of these games picking them the same way because this is the most fun. Um, I'll start off. So, Division Two, your two-time defending champion, Plymouth Bobcats, taking on Hanover. Um, I think this is a pretty easy one versus eight game. Um, I think Hanover's had a nice season. They, by the way, we said there was going to be a really good team, maybe even two that did not make the playoffs. Those two teams, uh, Hollis Brookline and Pelham, that did not make the playoffs in Division Two. So, Hollis Brookline was a really fun team. Played a very, very difficult schedule. Um, would have been fun to see them in it. The game that killed them was the Pelham loss, um, and yep. I think they had some disciplinary things going on over there during that game. But it just goes to show you, like we talked about in August, like it, it, every week, you know what I mean? It's sort of a playoff game, you know what I mean? It's just it's just the way it's like college football, like every week matters. Exactly. All right, yeah, and I'm going to take uh, Plymouth as well. No shock there. Although we have seen some eight-one upsets. Uh, and I am hesitant to call anything the Plymouth Invitational because I don't want to put the whammy on anybody, but I like Plymouth here. I'll say Plymouth kind of rolls over Hanover. Sorry, uh, Hanover yeah. Marauders. I'm going to say 35-10 to 10 is the final there. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think Plymouth will, will take care of business pretty easily. Uh, very interesting 4-5 game. Southeegan just beat up on Bow, 
in a game that Bo really wanted because Bo uh, did not want to be in Plymouth side of the bracket. I'm just going to – I can't speak for them, but I'm just going to – I'm pretty confident in that, um, that the Bo – the Bull Falcons did not want to end up in Plymouth's side of the bracket. They would want to get them again at Durham for a third straight year, but that's not happening. So Bo is at home against Sauhegan. Sauhegan is, besides Plymouth, the hottest team in, in the division. Yeah. I mean, well, the hottest um, and then immediately the coolest when their coach jumps in the river, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Robin Bowcat and his body temperature now hovering at 84 degrees. Um I'm going to go with Bo at home, but I think this is a terrific football game. Sauhegan, all the credit to Robin Bocat and his crew over there. I covered them last year. They first-round loss up at Plymouth. They got a, an easier first-round game, but against a very, very, very – only because it's not Plymouth. Um, I'm going to go with Bo with Steve Garad and Matt Nichols and, and the whole crew over there. I'm, I'm going to go with Bo over Sauhegan. All right, and I'm going to take Sauhegan over Bo. Uh, I, think, ah. I think the Sabres stay hot. Uh, you know, they just beat up Bo. That, that doesn't mean a whole lot come playoff time because everything can change. Uh, but I do like the Sabres to stay hot. I'm going to say uh, 27-23 over Bo, even though Bo's at home. Wouldn't that be sort of fascinating if Bo is the seven seed and the eight seed the last two seasons, pulls a pair of road upsets to get to Durham, <laughs> and then the one year they actually have a home playoff game, they lose at home. That's D2, buddy. That's how it works. <laughs> but, yeah, right. that, would, that would be interesting. All right, uh, so, S- St. Thomas, who you hate, uh, you've disrespected all season long. <laughs> you said they're not a contender. Uh, they have a home game against John Stark. <laughs> I covered them. They're, I told you their defensive line really impressed me. <laughs> I do not hate St. I know Thomas you don't. I just, the least. In the least. By the way, you got to stop joking about this stuff. People probably think that Ari Brickfield and I hate each other now because they're listening to the Jamboree podcast. We're all joking. When when the when the Jamboree, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Seacoast tournament ended last year, literally I hugged every single player on the team. And, and they did hug me back, for the record. Um, I told them to be polite. Going, I'm going with the John Stark Generals. Wow, see? You just I, proved my point. Yeah. You just got I, I am. Just, just got done saying I don't hate St. Thomas. I go. don't hate St. Thomas. Wow. I think they're very good. Oh, now, man. hold on, hold on. Let me state my case, and then I'll shut up and listen to you. <laughs> uh, these two teams played in the first round last year. Um, I believe it was a 3-6 game. Now it's a 2-7 game. Uh, John Stock threw a big pick at the end of that game. Parker McCrory, when they felt like they had a good chance to win it, they're not going to throw a pick this year going for the win because they're not going to throw it. Um, they're just going to run the ball um, all game long. And Jake Cole has been really, really good. They got a couple of different guys over there that can make plays for them. And I really like their defense, uh, Jake Ridner and, uh, and a bunch of those kids. Like they just make tackles uh, defensively. They're going to be very tough. St. Thomas is going to throw the ball a ton. I just think John Stark's defense is, Capable. I think John Stark's going to go in there and win a very low-scoring game, uh, you know, a 14-12, 14-13 kind of game. Uh, could be like a missed, a missed extra point kind of game, but I'm going with John Stark. i got a question for you, Dave. You might not know the answer because they actually did a little research here. What is John Stark's record against playoff teams? Uh-oh. It's, well, they beat Hanover. It, that was the one, one and three, my friend. They lost to Plymouth, yes. Bo, and uh, Alvern. So, yeah, I know. I was just there two weeks ago, and they said Kevin McGinty, their coach, said, "Hey, we needed to prove that we could beat." They also competed very. They, they were top. Like, I mean, I can tell are. you, you know, I'm pretty close with the Plymouth coaches, and they were very impressed with John Stark 
They put them, like, kind of on the same level as Bo. They lost a Bo in, like, a very close – I mean, what was that score? Like, 14-12 or something like that? I mean, um, so you're absolutely right. It's a, good for you for pulling up actual statistics. That's don't the think, one time it'll happen today. <laughs> yeah, don't get – yeah, everyone out there, don't get cocky. You don't have anything yet. But, um, no, I, I'm going with John Stark. I mean, it's a bold pick. I mean, I think St. Thomas is very good. Um, I really like a lot of guys on that team, but um, but I'm going with the Generals. All right. Uh, I, of course, am going to go with St. Thomas because I have a brain in my head. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll go with St. Thomas. I do think it's close, though. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say 28 to uh, 20 is your final there. I think St. Thomas rolls. Now, here's the thing. What you know, We're supposed to get more rain this week. Will that be played at St. Thomas or Exeter? Uh, who's to say if you're St. Thomas, you should play all your games at Exeter because you play it up-tempo style. But yeah, if that, if that, that feels a quagmire and they play on it, advantage John Stark uh, you know, down that hill at St. Thomas. Absolutely. I was going to say, you said 28 points for St. Thomas, more than capable. Really good. I mean, DeCorn's fantastic, and, and Derek O'Brien and Benelli, and they got all sorts of kids. Uh, who make plays over there? It, it, they it, they don't want to play on turf. John, that's not John Stark's game. John right. Stark can't win a game. I think if St. Thomas scores twenty eight points, then I think they're they're going to win the game. I think John Stark's got to win a lower scoring game. John Stark say like keep the ball and you know and just eat the clock and you know right. and really control the tempo of the game kind and of force. Big- Kind of big ten it on uh, you know run a they, big ten style game. They don't turn it over very much, you know. Where St. Thomas will throw it a lot. DeCorn's really good, but um, they'll. Um, did you know DeCorn's a Summersworth kid? Yeah, a lot of Summersworth kids uh, ended up in St. Thomas, much to uh, Summersworth's chagrin. Yeah, yeah, no, but I didn't know that till this week. But I'm going with with John Sykes, which is close. I, in the other game, I've been really high on Milford all season long. It's Alvern at home as a three seed against Milford. The sixth seed, I've been really super high on Milford. Um, they were up 35-20 to 20 late last week and what would have clinched home field advantage in this matchup. But Milford uh, lost it late. Alvin came all the way back, won on a two-point conversion late. I'm going to go with Alvin to win this game because I think it's uh, Jonesy and those guys are so good at Milford, Keith Jones, and that staff. I, I have as much respect for them as any. That's going to be very difficult to, because those kids know they should be playing a home game this week, and they sort of let it go. So to then turn around and play that exact same team, I don't know. I just think it's going to be hard to turn around. and I think it's going to be a very close game, but I'm going to take Alvin in a close one. I think it's going to be hard for Milford to turn around and, and, and beat them. Milford's losses this season by one uh, by seven points to Hollisbrook line, by one point to St. Thomas, and by one point to Alvin. How about that? Yeah. That's, I think Milford's really good. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to take Milford here. I think they're going to be angry uh, yeah. after losing that game. And, uh, you know, we, I think it's a coin flip game just like it was last week with the uh, the regular season game. I'll take Milford. And how do you like this uh, serendipity? 36-35 to 35 over Alvern. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They love you in Milford. That's they get my... some good pizza shops there. They'll take good care of you. You, you and your cheese pizza you like after your games. They'll my, take good care of you. My boy Sonny Don't Goodspeed. put any meat on the pizza. You won't eat it. That's right. Uh, I, I will peppers. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so um, the final four: Plymouth South. Oh, I have Plymouth South. Hegan, you have Plymouth, and you have Bo, right? I do. I like I like Plymouth to get shocker. I like Plymouth to yep. get back to get back to Durham, just so I can see if they can win it, and they'll actually jump around me like they did last year. So I'm going with Plymouth <laughs> to get to Durham All over right. Bo. All right, you sitting down? There's always a shocker in D2, right? Here it is: South Hegan over Plymouth, oh. twenty-four <laughs> to twenty. Oh. That's your All final. Right. It happens every year. You look up and you go, wait, who beat who? 
That's it's got to happen somewhere. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm calling for. So he can. All right, they got to like keep it. jumping right, in the listen. river. And uh, <laughs> I think if he beats Plymouth, he has to jump in the ocean. I think at this point, there's no ocean in Amherst, Dave. It's a landlocked. There's one right here, half a mile down the road. He can come over here, and I'll bring towels for him. That's a long Robin, drive. Yeah. You ever driven to Amherst? Of course, you have. That's a long drive. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think Plymouth is like this. This. This juggernaut that they have been in the past, but boy, they take care of business so well. Like they're just, they're almost like business, business like. You know what I mean? And they're almost like the Patriots. They just kind of, they they don't, they're not too up or down. They just sort of are steady. And uh, I, you know, I, they beat Southampton last year up there in the first round again. Jen and I did that game. That would be, that'd be something else. I think Bo is going to give them a tough game, in, in my opinion. But uh, but I do like Columbus to get back. All right, so uh, yeah, I, and that's no dis- uh, disrespect to Plymouth on my end. I just think there's got to be a weird upset somewhere, and that's where I think it'll happen. So there you go. Uh, and so the bottom half of the bracket, uh, you have John Stark uh, visiting. We have two uh, two completely different matchups. You have John Stark yeah. visiting Alvin. Alvin. Yeah, I like Alvin to get to uh, to Durham. I think Alvin's going, and it's going to be Alvin and and Plymouth in the uh, in the championship game at Durham. And we're going to go. How did Alvin get here? And then we're just going to go through and say, oh, yeah, that's right. They, they, John Stark beat St. Thomas. That's what happened. All right. And uh, this might shock you as well, Dave. I'm going to call for Milford to upset St. Thomas on the road. Uh, I mean, in your in the world that you're describing, Keith Jones is getting complete and utter revenge. It's the Milford revenge store. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. I'll say- I'd love to see it. I love those Milford guys. But, yeah, I – I'm uh, all kidding aside. Milford getting to Durham would not shock me one bit. Honestly, uh, honestly, I, I think they're that good of a football team. Thirty-one twenty-eight, they beat St. Thomas. That's my prediction, which sets up a giant rivalry game on my end of the bracket in the D two championship game, which I like those sorts of things. But uh, go through your you have uh, you have Alvern and Plymouth meeting in the finals. Yeah, Alvern and Plymouth, and I like Plymouth in a you know ten point win over Alvern. Um, Alvin getting to the championship in Division Two in their first season, moving down. I think they would have been pretty good in D1, and um, they've been just real solid, very tough schedule all year. So I like them. The game that you are predicting would be a rematch of a game Jen and I covered in Dover uh, three, four weeks ago, and it was the, it was the same day that Notre Dame beat Stanford. But Notre Dame is just beating so many teams, it gets. Yeah, they beat Navy. That's a great win. They get Northwestern. Yeah, the juggernaut yeah, coming up. Again, by the way, I think yeah, they beat. Yeah, I yeah. think they play Syracuse too. Look out, Don't Syracuse! You gave uh, you gave one <laughs> fact earlier in this. Let's let's not bog yourself down with another fact. I'm just repeating the schedule. schedule. That's all. It, tell me who Alabama's best win is over. By the way, just let me know who that is. It's going to be Saturday over LSU. Saturday. There you go. Oh, okay, well, I'm just saying <laughs> we're eight weeks into the season. I'm asking like so far. They beat everybody so anyway. by a million. Anyway. All right. So I have Sauhegan Milford to the finals, and I'm going to take. Sauhegan Milford to the finals? Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be fantastic. Absolutely. We covered that game, too. That's the yeah. bus game. That's when and... he did an interview with half the kids off the bus, <laughs> half the kids on the bus. And I'll say Milford this time. They don't need revenge because they beat Sauhegan in the regular season, but I'll say Milford wins that one, too. They Jonesy runs the table. Uh, 27 to 21 is your final there. And Milford. And Jones is going to love that. He's going to favorite this on Twitter and retweet. And <laughs> Milford coming Milford. out of the sixth seed, Dave Haley, wins your D2 championship in a stunner. All right, so we got so I got Plymouth and you got Milford as your champion. So let's move down to uh, to Division Three, which 
all sorts of funny things happened last weekend. This this thing got real interesting. Yeah, so these are, I'm pulling up my Division Three bracket. There it is. Okay, no surprise, Manadnock is your one seed, Dave. Manadnock playing the team that we don't want to talk about very much anymore. Uh, <laughs> yes. We're not happy with what happened with our friend Dan Hodgson. We love the kids. We love the assistant coaches. Um, and we'll see who they hire as the next coach and figure out if we're going back. But uh, still, I, I just want to emphasize that Dan Hodgson is a good man who has done wrong. And, you know, this happens with parents and stuff like that, and uh, I get a little sick of it. But um, I like Manadnock to easily move on and, and beat Summersworth uh, in the first round there. Yeah, I, I agree, and uh, I think no matter who was coaching Summersworth, it'd be it would be the same deal. So it's not a it's not a spite pick here. I just think Manadnock's that good. I'll, oh, no, no, I'll say no, Manadnock no. forty one, Summersworth ten is the final there. So this is uh, a terrific game. Hillsborough, Deering, Hopkinson at home against Lebanon. Lebanon is the Southeastern of Division Three. They've been rolling hot and beat Campbell to close the regular season, knock Campbell from the two-seed down to the three-seed. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I like Lebanon to keep it going on the road in a really, really good game. Uh, Hillsborough, Darren Hopkinson, I believe, beat them earlier this season, but I like Lebanon uh, to go in there with Wade Rainey and uh, and win this thing uh, on the road. Uh, my buddy Chris Childs, I'm going with Lebanon. Oh, this is no fun. I agree with you. I'll take Lebanon in a, a low-scoring game. I'll say uh, 17-10 is the final some reason I have all these kids uh, kicking field goals, which doesn't really happen, but uh, that's the that's... The, um, the adrenaline. We're doing our last player of the week poll, and I've picked the five players, but I haven't. It will be up when you're listening to this. But Caleb Yanakopoulos from uh, Hillsborough, Darren Hopkinson, one of the he had a big game on both sides of the ball in their season finale. He's going to be one of the uh, candidates this week. But yeah, Hillsborough, Darren Hopkinson, our buddy Chase Banoff is uh, assistant over there. He's one of our favorite guys in football in New Hampshire, and. Uh, um, Jay Wood does a great job there. It could go either way. I'm just going with yeah. Lebanon. I think it'll be. I think it's a terrific football game. Absolutely. You know why I'm picking Lebanon? It's kind of because every time I buried Lebanon in the past, they came back to uh, to, to stick it right in my face. So I'm going to say, all right. Oh, well, we didn't bury him. We, we didn't just bury him. We announced that they were eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> when in fact, so they went like two in a row at the end and made the playoffs. And Chris Childs was like, "What are you doing to me? Yeah, <laughs> like, we weren't out of it. You're killing me." So there, yeah. So oh. I like eleven and seventeen ten. All right, Trinity Stevens, uh, Stevens Cardinals go back to Gill Stadium to take on the the Pioneers. I think we're both going to agree on this one too. Yeah, I'm going with Trinity. Uh, how far I go with Trinity, I'm still wrestling with as as we speak. But uh, Stevens has really struggled here at the end of the season, and uh, Trinity has uh, been a very very good football team all season long, and uh, we'll move on to the semifinal round. Yeah, I got that as well. I think I, I like them big here. Uh, I say thirty-five to fourteen. Trinity beats Stevens in the opening round to move on to the semifinals. Okay, uh, Campbell Laconia. Uh, that's a rematch of a game that uh, Nicole Marrero and I covered. Also known as the last Friday night game I covered. Listen, I've been I did a game in Norway. I don't know if I mentioned it last Saturday, so I don't want to hear about <sighs> setting yourself up for warmer climate. But uh, I heard that. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, <laughs> hot breathing me. Um, but Campbell really handled Laconia pretty easily, uh, and I think that they will do it again. I like Campbell to move on to the semifinals against Trent. I do too. Uh, I like Campbell pretty big, uh, especially after losing last week. The last thing Laconia wanted to see was an angry Campbell, but that's what they're getting. They're getting an angry Campbell team, yeah. yeah. I'll say 41-20 to 20 is the final in that one. Uh, Campbell rolls uh, to a big game with Trinity. 
Man, we agreed on every single pick in the first round. All right, so oh. Mananok, Lebanon, which I think will be a closer than expected. Mananok, remember, got that great Mananok team got upset by Stevens at home in the semis. We had covered that one a few years ago. Um, I do like Mananok to beat Lebanon, but I do think there will be a close game, a very good football game. I think Lebanon will be in the game into the fourth quarter, maybe down a score. Uh, maybe lose by like 14 or 10, but it was one of those, like they were there all the way to the end. So I'm picking the dad knock to go to Durham. Uh, yep, so am I. I'm going to take the Huskies. I, I kind of like them to roll here with no disrespect to Lebanon. I think they're uh, Mananox and Machine this year. I say uh, 34 to 14 over Lebanon to get to Durham. And that just, you know what that means? That means Lebanon will probably win because I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wrong a lot. But, uh, Once we bury them, yeah, they can run very quickly. Um, like the beautiful flower that they are in Lebanon. We've had some good times in Lebanon. Lebanon's been good to us as a town. Uh, we have right. fun up there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was talking to, because I can't get through an hour without talking about high school basketball. That's true. Uh, Nate Camp was saying one of their first games of the season is at home against Lebanon. I think Jennifer and I are going to go cover that one for Hoop. That would be a good one. Oh, nice. That will be good. Coach Foles are taking over for Keith Manny for one year as head coach. Um, this one I went back and forth and back and forth. I'm going to I'm gonna die on the Campbell Hill. I'm going to go with Campbell over Trinity, but it's going to be at Trinity in Manchester. Um, I'm going to go with the Campbell Cougars to make it back to Durham for the rematch with the Nadnock, but I think 20 minutes ago I had Trinity winning. I'm not changing my <laughs> mind once I say it publicly, but I'm going with Campbell. That is my final answer, but uh, I went back and forth. Who won the regular season matchup? Because I can't, I can't, I, I, Campbell won pretty Campbell. handily, right? Yeah. But it was, in, it was at Litchfield, and Trinity, I think, was leading in the third quarter. No, um, it was yes. a very good game, but Campbell won it. Yeah, they didn't win that one handily. You're correct. I'll uh, I'll look up the actual score, but uh, I hate I hate when we agree fully, and we have so far. I'm going to take Campbell to get past Trinity. I'll say it's a it's a squeaker. I'll say a weird score, 18 to 14 will be the final in that one. That'll be that'll... yeah. I mean, I think that's a similar score to the to the first Th- meeting between these two. 30 teams. to 18 went, ended up being the final, but yep. I think it was close through most of it. It was, it was, um, and then uh, last year. Uh, in the game of the day, I picked Manadnock to beat Campbell. Um, they turned on me incredibly quickly when I picked Campbell going on the road. <laughs> at All the same people who loved me last year just turned very quickly. Uh, there's no real love, Justin. It's just sort of what it's right. done for me lately. Like Janet Jackson uh, said. I am not making the same mistake twice as, as former President George Bush said, fool me twice, then fool me. Just don't fool me again. Can't get um, fooled again. You can't, you can't get fooled again. Uh, I'm going to go with Mananok over Campbell as the champions. And uh, Chandler Matson uh, will forgive me because I gave him player of the year last year. And you won't yell at me in the postgame interview when we're jumping around uh, at Durham. All right. I think it's a close game. But for the sake of disagreement, uh, I will take Campbell uh, to go. beat Mananok because uh, I, I think I picked Campbell early in the season. I know they've lost two straight uh, at the tail end here, but I think they get it turned around. I will say uh, 31. That's a shootout, Dave Haley. 31-28. Don't feel bad about agreeing. We just disagreed on pretty much every single game in Division Two. so I mean, That's don't true. feel too self-conscious about it. No, I, 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 I liked Campbell early. I like you know I could see either team winning that championship game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stand. I'm gonna be a man, uh, as uh, as Cameron Fry once said. I'm gonna 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta make a stand. I gotta make a, I gotta, well, how did that go? I'm a man. I'm a football coach. That's I'm right. 40. Sure. Um, so I'll take Campbell. Okay. okay. So the last uh, division only has four teams in it. A game that uh, we covered Winscorm Franklin last uh, weekend, and I forfeited two of my toes in the process. Uh, Winnesquam <laughs> versus you're Raymond. A, you're such a big I'm going to shock the world and going to go with Winnesquam in a blowout win. I'm taking the Winnesquam Bears over Raymond. Yes, yeah, so am I. Uh, as much as I love my Raymond Rams and all that young talent, I'm going to say Squam 38. And everybody loves Raymond, but Raymond's going to lose this one 38-10. 38-10. Yeah. I think Winnesquam will, will do some damage. I think Winnesquam is, is a good football team. The other one is Franklin, the three-seed, at Newfound. These teams played two weeks ago. Franklin turned it over, as Edward Rooney would say, nine times. Nine times? Nine times. <laughs> uh, wake up and smell the coffee, Mrs. Bueller. Um, <laughs> I am going with Franklin to go on Whoa. the road to Newfound and beat the Bears. I'm high on the Newfound Bears, but I'm going with Franklin. All right, I'm going to uh, disagree with you. I'm going to say newfound, uh, uh, a newfound glory, kind of a, a Fisher Price, my first punk band. Uh, they win That's this nice. one 24 to 20 to get to Laconia. I almost said Durham, but it's Laconia is where they're playing the championship. Game. It's Laconia. It's a Saturday night, 7 o'clock game. Pete Terrier has said, because I'm unavailable that weekend, Pete Terrier says he will be covering that game. Um, How many weekends have you been unavailable this football season? All of them, I think is the answer. <laughs> I was available. I'm available this weekend. We only have one videographer. So if nobody's there, I mean, I could show up to a game this weekend and just talk into a, a, you know, my daughter, who's now 12, she has a microphone you can sing into. She doesn't really use it anymore. She's old enough to operate a camera. Get her a tripod. Get her a camera. Get her out there. So you're you're in the field. She's going to a a sleepover birthday party. Oh, no, she's unavailable. Saturday. I don't have a camera, and no, no one's that interested in me unless I've got a camera. That remember when you and I famously saw a New Market in a holiday tournament? We walked over to talk to Jamie Hayes and all the kids circled us, and I'm like, we don't have a camera, like you know, we like, don't oh, have anything. Never and they were like, oh, they just they dispersed quickly. Um, so I am available this weekend. We don't have a videographer. Nicole is working; she has a, a, another job, just like we all do. And Jennifer Chickruth has a baby shower. Where's Devin Pozlesny? Get him down here. He's working. He's, I think he's going to Merrimack with Pete Carrier. <laughs> there you go. So, listen, I got Matt Corsetti filling in for me next weekend. We're doing two games next weekend. All right. Um, and by the way, before we, before we talk about our championships, uh, this was a discussion last week uh, on the road amongst uh, myself and all the UNH people. How do you get four championship games at UNH? Because they want to have them there. Uh, I know that, and they're building that new soccer facility. Uh, I know they'd like to have all the soccer championships at UNH too. So, what, what, what would you do? What would you do, Dave? Do a Monday? Do maybe a Saturday, Sunday? Do two days worth of games? Two on one day, two on what the about other. Friday night. Why wouldn't Win Squam play somebody on that Friday that's, night? I'm, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, why, yeah. why can't you do it on a Friday I, night? I, I think it would be really good in Laconia because that's a really great. Um, that's a really great stadium over there, and because it's local, their Lakes Region teams, it looks like, unless Raymond crashes the party, you're going to have Newfound or Franklin versus Winnesquam. I think you're going to get a great crowd, as long as the weather isn't bad. I felt bad about last Saturday because we had hyped it up. It's a huge rivalry game, but parents were literally watching the game in their car. I saw that. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is a pretty smart move. Yeah, they were honking horns when they scored. And I don't blame them. So they were, like, in 70-degree heat, you know, like, watching the game from their car. 
it was that bad, man. Like, all kidding aside, like, it was pouring rain at one point, and it was 34 degrees, pouring rain. And Jen and I were like, what are they doing? Like, I, <laughs> Winter Storm had wanted to move the game to Friday night at Laconia, but Franklin, maybe they had kids had class. I don't know. Maybe kids had to work. I have no idea, but Franklin wouldn't do it. So I, at one point, was like, why are they? Those kids were fantastic to yeah. play in that weather the way they did, and I thought they played well. So shout-out to both teams, Jeff Davis and Franklin and Pat Riverty and Winnesquam. Both those kids were awesome. They battled it out. They played their, their guts out in that kind of weather. It was really impressive. I was proud of both teams. All right, so who you got in the D4 championship? I got my Winnesquam Bears. Winnesquam, I'm going to agree. I got Winnesquam over Newfound. You got them over Franklin. I'll say Squam kind of rolls. Uh, Twenty-eight to seven is the final. I, I got. I think if you get Winnesquam on that turf, they're going to be really hard to beat because Phil Nichols can throw the football, and they got some kids who can get. Yeah, you know, Bryson Wiles is a kid who's really fast. Um, Gunnar uh, Harmon, and so they got kids who can make plays uh, on that turf. So I think once you get Winnesquam there, um, they're a pretty fast football team. It'll be an advantage for them. All right, so my champions in Division Four, I have Winnesquam. I have Campbell in Division Three. Uh, day or excuse me, in Division Two, I have Milford, the Jonesy Milford. Revenge Tour. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna text Jonesy as soon as we hang up and say, "Boy, you're gonna love this podcast." <laughs> and in D1, I have Bedford. Uh, who do you have, Dave Haley, to recap your champions? I got Bedford in Division One as well. I have the Plymouth Bobcats going repeat in Division Two. I have Manadnock. Boy, my picks are really boring. I have Manadnock. <laughs> oh, they're pretty excited getting there though. I have Manadnock winning Division Three. And I have the Winnesquam Bears winning Division Four. All right, there you go. So uh, it'll be. It looks like Merrimack Nashua North is the game for NHSportsPage.com this weekend. Although, stay tuned in case uh, there's no room in the press box. Things change, uh, and that'll be Pete Terrier and who's who's going to be on the camera for that one? Devin Plaszlowski. Nice, getting him all the way down from Castleton. I think is where he's going, right? Yeah, Devin's good enough to come down and do the game for us. So we really appreciate it. And. Uh, we have another. Uh, we have another NHCI student. I won't even name him yet. I don't want to put the pressure on him. But hopefully, we're adding a third videographer, which would be huge going into basketball season. Absolutely. Um, because, like I said, if Jen Chick or Nicole Marrero, Jen Chick Ruth or Nicole Marrero get the flu, uh, NH Sports page would uh, cease to exist for like two straight weeks. At least on the video end of it, I'll keep writing and pumping out stats, but. <laughs> Um, we're hoping to get a third videographer this winter, which would be awesome. All right, and uh, here I'll plug all the stuff I'm doing this weekend. I'm working every day this weekend. So Friday night, uh, UNE, University of New England Women's Hockey, uh, taking on Becker College, I believe. Saturday, uh, UNH and JMU, going to try and spoil JMU season, the number three in the nation. And then uh, Sunday, I'm doing the D2 and D1 Girls Soccer Championship Games at Stellos for uh, NHFS or whatever that's called. Uh, So you can, uh, if you want to find me, Dave, you can this weekend doing some sports. I'll just listen to you and pretend that you're sitting next to me the whole time. Oh, that's so sweet. All right, Dave. All right, buddy. All right, so we don't know if we'll be doing one next week, but we'll say definitely the week after we'll come back and look at the wreckage and the carnage that is our predictions. (laughs) And uh, I can picture McIsaac going, I didn't say Sauhegan was going to win. I said, uh, I hope they win. I have them all written down with the scores, and and, and after this post, uh, I'll tweet them out. So it'll be safe. I never for... said John Stark was going to beat St. Thomas. No, no, we're going with him. I'm sticking with my picks. We'll be back in two weeks to go over the carnage and, uh, and look ahead to Durham. That's right. And I'm trying to negotiate with the Dover City Council to get Dave allowed back into the Garrison City somehow since he hates the team so much. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next time.